Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Optimism. Optimism is my topic for today. You know, most of us uh, grew up in homes where our mothers uh, would raise us in such a way to be thankful for what we have, to look on the brighter side of life, to have hope, to not be discouraged, to expect good things, and to work hard, and there will always be a positive outcome. That's how we were raised. You know, we were raised with the idea that optimism was a very important part of every family and every child's life. Going to school in the morning, often encouragement to be optimistic in some form, some way that that was conveyed, you know, to a child. Well, when it comes to living a healthy life, there are three components that you have to keep in mind. One is it takes time. It takes time to live a healthy life. It takes time to cook a little extra meal that's going to be healthier than one that's not. It takes time to do exercise as compared to not doing it. You know, it takes time, you know, to build relationships that are healthy and are positive and will helpful to you. So, but being healthy takes time. You've got to take time to do it. But, you know, it also requires being happy. And we've already looked at that in another podcast. To live a good life, to live a pleasant life, and to live a meaningful life. And to share that with someone. That brings about happiness. But what about optimism? You know, we are usually raised in such a way that we're going to be happier. And we're going to be more highly productive if we're, if we're optimistic as compared to being pessimistic. Optimism is like happiness. It can be taught and it can be learned. You know, in positive psychology, we look upon optimism like we look upon happiness. It brings about a higher level of productivity. It brings about a level of social joy and satisfaction and meaningfulness. It brings about social relationships that are productive and positive. It brings about better grades if we're students. It brings about higher level of productivity if we're a worker. Many, many research studies have shown that if students of all ages learn the skills of happiness and the skills of optimism and other things like empathy and so on, they do better in their schooling, they do better in their production at work, they do better in their marriage, they do better in their family life than those that do not have those particular orientations. So healthy living and positive living includes optimism and uh, cheerfulness, if you will, is another way of saying it. And uh, we become tough. We become tougher, you know, psychologically when we become optimistic and we learn to be, you know, optimistic. But you know, for some of us, we live a life of tragedy. Tragedy comes to our life. High stress comes to our life. Kind of situations which appear to be impossible comes into our life. And we have to struggle to overcome the burden and the barriers and the uh, hard times that come up to everybody's life at some point in time. But we have to affirm ourselves and we have to rise above it these negative consequences, these negative circumstances in our life, and be optimistic nonetheless. There's a term that has been created, and uh, I learned this term from a friend of mine, Dr. Paul Wong, 
who at that time was chairman of the psychology department at Trinity Western University in Canada. And Dr. Wong was a student of um, Dr. Frankel, Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, who was a German-Swiss psychiatrist, who was a prisoner in the Holocaust days. But he survived it, along with many people who survived the Holocaust. Many didn't. And he had this idea, Frankel had this idea, that if you believe and you know with assurance that help is on its way, and that there's always hope, and there's always restoration ahead, there's always a better day ahead, and look for it. There's a better person out there. There's a better uh, opportunity out there you know, for you. That pain will be more, more easily tolerated. But for Dr. Frankel, coined the term tragic optimism. And what by that he meant is, in the midst of tragedy, such as the Holocaust, being a prisoner, such as a car accident where you're traumatized, such as a stroke or a heart attack, which is traumatizing, or being falsely accused, which is traumatizing. You know, there are many, many circumstances that we from which we experience trauma. And it was Frankel's idea that if we look upon it with, op with optimism, in the midst of tragedy, in the middle of tragedy, and, then, and as tragedy is part of our life, but we introduce the idea of optimism into it, that we will survive, we'll live above it, and we'll live successfully, and we'll be saved, we'll be rescued. And what Dr. Frankel found is that the prisoners in the war camps during the Holocaust, those that had optimism, that looked upon a day coming when they'd be rescued, a day coming when there'd be some hope for them, they survived. But the ones that did not have optimism, the one that lived with pessimism and just believed that they would never make it out of there and that it was just going to get worse, those are the people that died. So Franco was right. In the midst of tragedy, you can have optimism. Just in the same way that you can be optimistic in the midst of hope, in the midst of things going well, in the midst of things going successfully, in the midst of productivity and achievement and success. That's where optimism is as is important, but easier to think in terms of. So let me give you a couple examples of optimism played out in the course of your day. Here are some exercises. Here are some things you can do to generate a feeling of optimism, to generate a mindset of optimism, to live with optimism. Number one, express optimistic statements daily to your children and to others at your workplace or where you spend time socially. For the next five to seven days, to the people around you, express optimistic statements, not false optimism, hopefully true, genuine, optimistic statements of hope, of betterment, of uh, survival, if you will, of resolution, of rising above, getting up out of a difficult time and moving forward. So express optimism. Here's a second one. 
Develop some kind of an optimistic strategy for your stress and hardships every single day. You know, such as having some kind of an, uh, an axiom that you say to yourself. An axiom would be something like this. This too shall pass. Or, that which doesn't kill me will make me stronger. See, those are um, axioms. Those are axioms. But, you know, they are truisms. They are statements that you make to yourself to give yourself hope, to give yourself courage, to give yourself determination to move forward and to be optimistic at all times in your life every single day. In other words, talk to yourself. Talk to yourself optimistically. Talk to yourself with enthusiasm. Talk to yourself with hope. Give yourself kind of a sense of, of, of orientation of goodness ahead of you. What's ahead of you is going to be better than what's behind you. And here's the third thing you can do to become optimistic. Write down five things you hope for and you want to occur in the course of the next week or two. Maybe for the next month, if you will. What are the five things that you would like to see happen and that you would hope for and that you would hope that they would happen? And then do the things that might bring those things about. You'll experience optimism. And then here's another one. Think of five things that you have and be thankful for them. Be five th think of five things that you have and what it took to, have to, get, to get those things, to have them. How much work you had to do to get them. How much sacrifice you had to do to, so that they were able, so you're able to purchase them. Or you're able to get them. Look at the effort you had to put forth to get them. What are the five things that you're very happy that you have and what it took to get those five things. In other words, they didn't come easily. But what you did is you worked towards bringing them about, acquiring them. And you did. You achieved it. And when you achieve five things, that means you can achieve the sixth thing, and the seventh thing, and the eighth thing, and move on and on from there. So it's, it's possible to make sure that you have a life filled with optimism. In the same way you have a life filled with happiness, and you have a life filled with activity that brings about healthy living. So thanks for joining me today, and I would like to one more time bring to your attention the Green Gables Care Home. Now there's about five or six homes in Fresno and Clovis that um, are available for people who need extra care because of their age or because of their physical circumstances and disabilities. So here's a place to turn. It's a home that you can live in and enjoy life with others and live above the line, live optimistically, live with some level of happiness. So I refer you to the GreenGablesCareHome.com. That's the website, GreenGablesCareHome.com. Look it up and give them a call and see if their situation would be helpful to you. And if so, go take a look. I think you'll be glad you did that, okay? And let me one more time tell you about my website, booksbyhedberg.com. In that book, I've given a chapter on happiness and optimism. We've discussed it. Here's an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about these topics of happiness and optimism and how together they can bring about not only healthy living, but productive and successful living, okay? Nice to have you join me. Thanks for being here, and bye for now.